Welcome back to the show, friends. I'm your host, Chase Daniels, as always, and this week's episode was high energy as we welcome an absolute savage of a fighter. So buckle in, and without further delay, please welcome George Demers. Ranked featherweight in the UFC's. Yeah, I don't really, I don't, so can you explain to me, like, what are the different weights? I, I have no recollection well, of there's... the different weight classes and so you have, going for on. the men's divisions you have flyweight bantamweight featherweight lightweight light yeah light lightweight welterweight middleweight light heavyweight heavyweight there's a lot of there's classes. a lot Damn. yeah i i'm a middleweight yeah that means I, I fight at 185 okay used to fight at welterweight which is 170 all right and then lightweights 155 featherweights 45 Bantam's 35, flyweight's 25. Mm-hmm. But the divisions are kind of weird. Yeah. Because, like like I just said, flyweight to featherweight, is, and actually feather flyweight to lightweight's only decided by 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. It's 125, 35, 45, 55. And then from lightweight to welterweight's 170. Okay. So that's 15 pounds. Yeah. And then same thing with welterweight to middleweight. That's another 15 pounds. It goes from 170 to 185. I feel like there actually should be more divisions, even yeah. though it sounds like there's a lot. There should be something in the middle. That's weird. One of the, one of the things. So I, what got me into like wanting to create a podcast was I love um, Joe Rogan's podcast. So Jerry, any, baby. yeah, anytime I like hear most of the MMA stuff or UFC stuff is off of his podcast, and like and with it, women, there's atom weight, straw weight, fly weight, bantam weight, feather weight. Okay. And I think Adam weights 105 pounds. I could be wrong there. Today I was watching like a one, an old one, and they were talking about back when uh, Connor fought Eddie Alvarez. Oh, and the he, greatest title fight performance of all time. And so he, yeah, he, Aha! he fought 96 in like 96 and 105 is the limit. He fought in like he had a a belt in one he was weight the class, champ. and he then was the first champ champ. Yeah, and that's the post-game interview when he was like, the double champ does whatever the fuck he wants. Yep, that, I mean, there is no more – there's not a fighter that's more entertaining than Conor McGregor. Oh, yeah. He's the reason why a ton of people honestly like the UFC now. Yeah, he well, talks so much shit too. And he's a savage. He's, oh. an, he's one of the most savage, real fighters there ever has been. Like, a lot of fighters at any time, anywhere, then you call the guy, and he's just like, oh, I stubbed my toe last week. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry, can't make it. Conor McGregor was the featherweight champ, so that's 145 pounds. Yeah. He was going to fight um, Rafael Dos Santos, who was the lightweight champion at the time. That guy got hurt, so he was going to do that double champ fight earlier. Yeah. And then instead, Nate Diaz filled in. And that fight was at 170. So he went up two weight classes on 10 days' notice. How do you? That's ridiculous. He has three victories in three different weight classes, and he's finished in three different weight classes. So it's not like the power doesn't translate. Yeah. And he's also beat my favorite fighter of all time, Donald Cerrone. Okay. That's hands down my favorite fighter of all time. Cowboy, right? And I've trained with him multiple times. When I've I have pictures in my phone if you guys want you can to uh you can email it to trevor we can throw him up if you want but donald cowboy was... cerrone is hands down my favorite fighter that's ever lived that fight i remember so we were at a party i was in college when it was going on and like 
we were like, holy shit, that was fast. He just, he gave, what was it? He gave him fucking shoulders to the he face, right? He broke his nose with his shoulder, and then Cowboy returned with a kick, and then Connor head kicked him, and then hit him with that nuclear left hand. And I mean, I was probably the only one at, because I saw, I watched that fight at a Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. With, um, because my other job, I work at Screamfest mm-hmm. for Canopy Lake Park. Yeah. And we went with that whole friend group. I was the only one that was rooting for Cowboy. Yeah. And I love Connor, but like I was like, the only time I'm gonna root against this guy is if he ever fought Cowboy. Lo and behold, forty seconds later, Cowboy gets run over by Connor McGregor, but he's Cowboy. He's also has the most wins in UFC history and he has like thirty seven UFC fights and he got signed in two thousand eleven. Yeah. Most people don't if you re- average how many fights that is that's ridiculous. What um that fight against him and Khabib, I was surprised that oh, Connor, yeah. yeah. I uh, uh I was surprised that he lost. Bender. Yeah. Bender, yeah. I mean I wasn't because he took so much time off. Yeah. And he was also I mean, I'm balls deep in MMA, so it's yeah. just like if you watched all those press conferences, he looked like he was legitimately like he was high. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. there was something actually wrong and it was noticeable. Mm-hmm. He was either drunk, hot. So he was on a ton of stuff. Yeah. Prior to that, he fought Floyd Mayweather. Mm-hmm. What other athlete could get that together? I don't know. That would be like if Tom Brady and LeBron James had a pickup game. Like that's, but yeah. Conor McGregor has never fought professional boxing in his life and he fought the best. He boxer of our generation he didn't even do bad either i feel like after like watching it yeah he just he lost stamina it just in the i think the stoppage was garbage too because he didn't drop floyd like floyd never dropped him Mm. conor mcgregor also landed the most strikes ever against floyd and floyd has fought the best how do you feel about him going against pacquiao i think it's a lot better for conor yeah because manny pacquiao is a pretty good brawler but he's mm-hmm. gonna actually Floyd Mayweather will never stand in front of you no it looks like it but he you'll never hit him yeah he's the best to me he's the best defensive boxer that's ever lived and he's top three ever yeah boxers I I mean I love Tyson Tyson's awesome I uh, he's a beast uh, Roy Jones Jr.'s up there Sugar Ray Leonard Marvin Hagler Mickey Ward are like the my like all time Mickey Ward's obviously Massachusetts native, so oh, yeah. got to give him. But like currently, you don't have a lot of boxers that have star power, like Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder. Oh, and what Miguel did, Cotto. What Sorry, did, I forgot um, to mention Miguel Cotto. Miguel Cotto is one of my favorites ever. But what did Wilder say? Like he had how much? How much pound? How many pounds was his like a, setup? That's and a he, garbage excuse. No, he came out. He was like, I was my tired. Legs were tired. My legs were tired from wearing. He had like some. He looked like a like a Decepticon from Transformers. Yeah. <laughs> had that all? Yeah. yeah. I mean that the fact that you actually use that as an excuse is ridiculous. Because if you watch Deontay Wilder's fights, he always comes out in some stupid fucking Transformers looking thing. Yeah. He always has this weird suit. So where was that when he fought Luis Ortiz? Where was that when he won the title? Like, he does it all the time. Yeah, and if he won, it would be a different story. He wouldn't have said and shit about it. it's not like it. you lost to a bum. No. Tyson Fury still hasn't lost. And Deontay Wilder's 42-1. and one. God forbid. What a pussy, huh? 
That's 42 and 1. Yeah. Um, With 41 knockouts. Jeez. Guy must not know what he's doing. Also, if I see one more thing about Patrick Mahomes and how he's like the second coming, I'm going to lose my mind. He's good. Even I think though he's that... my fantasy quarterback in two of my four leagues, but yeah. he can shut the fuck up forever. I can't stand <laughs> that guy. I think I think Russell Wilson's better quarterback than yes. he is. Oh, my God. Lie. Russell Wilson's the best quarterback in the NFL. I he's think. insane. I think he he's going for his MVP season this hopefully. year. But then again, Patrick Mahomes could have a 10-yard rush, and it'll be all over ESPN. Russell Wilson's throwing, like, 60-yard dots down the field. Yeah. But they don't. It's all because it's all – the NFL wants to market, like, flashy players. So, you like, Russell Wilson's so – he, He's like – he's yeah. like he has the technique down. He knows what he's doing. He's just a smart football player. And I'm not saying Pat Mahomes isn't, but, like, those, like, no, I just think no he's more talented. passes. Generational you know I mean? arm talent. Yeah. But I also think that arm goes pretty soon. There's no way he can t- continue to throw the ball at the stadium like that for five more years. Look at what happened to Brett Favre. Yeah. Brett Favre could legitimately throw the ball 100 yards from end zone to end zone. Mm-hmm. After that, then he was like, oh, shit, maybe I should actually, you know. <laughs> Like I blew out my yeah, fucking my arm. Yeah, my arm is dead. But like I like back on Russell Wilson, he was one of the few players that actually changed his game to be better cuz yeah. he was just a running quarterback. Exactly. And he's smart too. I mean, he he learned real quick he that I can't be taking him, I can't be taking massive hits or else I'm not going to be in the league he, that long. His arm is ridiculous. There was a stat I saw on like I think it was like Good Morning Football when he throws the ball 30 or more yards down the field he completes it 87 percent of the time or something ridiculous yeah and you're like that that's otherworldly because he does it probably 10 times a game pat mahomes and his girlfriend were pissed off because there was some sort of ranking a couple weeks ago where he he was was like number four and his girlfriend was like whatever she annoys the shit out of me she annoys the shit out of me i tweeted her during um the super bowl and it was this uh, donkey oh that God. was all. That was all. It was like a retarded donkey. And I put a picture of her going like, like doing her weird angry face next to the donkey. And I got a ton of retweets and favorites. But and people were messaging me. I didn't even know on Twitter. Yeah. Being like that is the funny. The one of um, the NFL's like parody accounts retweeted it. I there forgot what it was, but I was just like, oh, man, I'm killing it. Yeah. But, yeah, she sucks. Brittany Ma- – what is her name? Brittany something? Brittany so you Mathers? Yeah. Is it? Matthews, maybe? I mean, she's having a baby, so, I mean, he's worth half a billion dollars now. So, good mm. hustle, girl. Who is Brittany? Brittany Matthews. I didn't even know she existed until last year. Yeah, now she's engaged. She's having a kid. Yeah. Apparently, Mahomes was shooting blanks before he was worth half a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, back to uh, fighting. What what got you into fighting? When did you start? Oh, man. I started when I was six years old. Um, pretty much just because my family kind of knew at a very young age that I was not just like i had a terrible temper i was mm-hmm. a shithead yeah. until i was about like 18 years old i mean i'm 23 now so that's not necessarily like oh damn yeah look at this man he's changed so much over time <laughs> my father was a shotokan instructor karate okay and he boxed and his grandfather his grandfather boxed his 
my grandfather boxed. Like, there was fighting on both sides of my family. Yeah. Uh, my grandfather on my mom's side was a Boston police officer and a boxer. Like, it was just... So they taught me when I was little because I was just fascinated by it. So I would, like, hit mitts when I was, cu- like, a baby. Mm-hmm. Or I was always doing something athletic. But when I was in kindergarten, me and my friend Liam were... We were raised pretty much together. Yeah. So we went to the same kindergarten, and someone took my friend's toy, <laughs> and I just walked over, and I was just like, okay. And I asked the kid to give it back to him, and when he just said no, I just hit the kid in the nose, and I broke the kid's nose. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, like, I actually threw a punch, and I was only five. <laughs> and They're like, you're like, expelled, but this, this kid also like, needs a fight. How did he do that? Like, he just, boom, hit the kid right in the nose. I got in trouble and I delivered my famous line because my parents always said when I was little, because I knew what I was like, they taught me how to do it, but I couldn't hit anybody unless they hit me first. Okay. Which I could tell that even a a five-year-old kid, I was, the kid was going to punch me. Yeah. But he didn't. I just hit him first. So I told my parents so I wouldn't get in trouble that he hit you. That I go, I hit him back first. Which is a ridiculous statement. I hit him back first. Now the kindergarten teacher's laughing her ass off. My family's just like, I. That's the funniest thing we've ever heard. But like, we have to pretend to be mad at him. Yeah. So they're like, Oh no, he'll be punished. I didn't. I wasn't punished at all. My friend got his toy back. (laughs) But they like started put me in like karate, um, jujitsu, muay thai. I started off really young. Yeah. And that was what I loved because muay thai was violent. Yeah. It's that was where I could actually like hit. Yeah. I even like when I played football and I was young, I was always getting yelled at because I was too rough. Yeah. So Muay Thai unnecessary like, roughness. Yeah. Oh, that's my favorite. That was the or unsportsmanlike conduct was what they got me with a lot. But uh, the and then when I was about ten, I was ten, and my buddy. Uh, was going to an MMA school, and like I said, my brother grew up with cater- the caters and yep. hung out with them. So I started. He, my brother would be like, "Okay, this is my brother," and I'd work out with him. But still, I was a little kid. But then my first real break was when my friend brought me to his mom brought us to this gym, and I just was like, "I love this shit. I, this is what I, I." My first fight, I was 11 years old, and I fought a kid that was 16 years old. So did and they you- lied about my age? Did you, um... I was also 155 pounds at 11, so... Jesus. Yeah, I was... I was... That's ridiculous. Yeah. I think I was, like, 145 all throughout high school. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, 155 all throughout high school. Well, my freshman year, I was 170 in the height I am now. And then I stopped growing. I just added muscle. But yeah. I was, like... I was really skinny, but I was just had a terrible temper. So I would just punch the biggest kid in the head and just be like, okay, I'm just not going to stop punching. Were you fighting and playing football, or did you just stop playing football? I was doing it for a little while, but then in high school, they started being like, well, this is football. Football's your life. (laughs) I was like, well, I'm not making money at playing high school football. I was going to grappling tournaments and other meets, Mm -hmm. and there was this thing, uh, Terry Dow's hybrid tournament. It looked like a karate tournament, but it was kind of like the old UFC idea, like this style versus that style. Yeah. So you were in geese. Yeah. 
but you had to wear headgear. Okay. But it was an MMA fight just with a gi on. Mm-hmm. So I would do those, and I would make money. There you go. And so this was, when did you say that was? I was like 11 to about when I started actually cage fighting, which was I was 17. Damn. So, yeah. When I first stepped in the cage, though. So. so then you said you're you said there's boxing on both sides, and then you got into Muay Thai. So what styles of um, fighting? Muay do you Thai, train Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and we really drill wrestling. But yeah. that's just because I was actually the smallest mm-hmm. out of my gym for a while, and then I grew into my body. But I was just training with all professional adults for most of my life. So when they would throw me in with someone my age or around my weight, it would be a slaughter. Like, I couldn't train. Because, again, I was always like, oh, he's too rough. Well, I mean, the name of the game is I hit you, you hit me, let's see who falls down first. Yeah, literally who can get the person to tap I was terrible at karate for that reason because it's points fighting. You could tap someone in the head, literally just, and they go, oh, point. Yeah. And then they hand that ding-dong, ding-bat a black belt and be like, you can defend yourself. No, you can't. Because if I hit you in the chest in a street fight, guess what? The fight's still happening. Yeah. The other person's also kind of annoyed. You punched him in the chest. He's going to hit you back. So. Fight back. So I would knock like... people out in points fighting when I was a little kid. And they'd be like, well, he can't do that. Yeah. That was full contact. And then I'd be like, what do you mean? I did defend myself. I'm talking. He's asleep. <laughs> he's on the ground. Yeah, he's unconscious. That's, that's, <laughs> I'm fine. You're going to call that kid the winner? That's weird. So you said Muay Thai is your favorite. Muay Thai, yes. Because it's just, you said violent. You like violence. What What are you, so M-U-A-Y-T-H. what exactly What exactly do you do yeah, right there. in that style? What's different from? Um, It's kickboxing, but with elbows and knees. Okay. That's it's the art of eight limbs, mm-hmm. but uh, it's a lot more violent. That you're trying to actually hurt somebody, like a in yeah, a lot of, art of eight limbs. in kicks you snap it, in a lot of like your kicks you once you hit the target you pull back yeah and recoil your leg back. Muay Thai they basically say kick through the fucker's face like they kick right through him yeah try to kick it off. Any bag drill is kick through the bag, not just like. Huh. snap your kick, get back in your fight stance. You're trying to hurt. Yeah, I was watching some stuff today on just, what? like, the history of the various fighting styles in the MMA, and I remember seeing Muay Thai. I think it was Muay Thai that they said that it came from. Thailand? Yeah, so I think, I don't know, I could be completely wrong, but it came from some dude was caught, and he was able to, um, he was given the chance to fight like different, uh, like ten different guards in like this army that captured him, and if he could battle them and win, they would give him his passage back to Thailand, and he kicked the shit out of all of them. He just they... pro- he probably just kicked them once in the leg, and they were like, I don't, I've never felt something like this before in my life. Yeah, and he said they just he he like knocked most of them out, and they're like, okay, you can. Yeah, you're you good. Can, you're good. You're, you're free. in here, yeah. buddy. I mean, you can also clinch in Muay Thai. Okay. Kickboxing, once you grab, that's the clinch. Or mm-hmm. like in boxing, you know, when they 
yep. go chest to chest, and they kind of lean on each other on the ropes. Mm-hmm. And Muay Thai, there's strikes there. You can knee to the body. You can elbow to the head. That's what I was seeing was a lot so of the highlights. Clinch work's a big like, thing. Yeah. There's takedowns from the clinch. There's different catches. So if someone throws a kick, you're Jeez, I'm burping like crazy. <laughs> you're just supposed to catch the kick properly. Then you can kick out the other leg. You obviously can't fight, pursue them on the ground, yeah. but it counts as a knockdown or a trip, depending on how other leagues score it. But it's a ve- it's an art that's realistic because it's a it's a fight. You're using your entire body. It's widely recognized as the most effective striking art in the world. Yes, <laughs> it's hundred percent is. So your first fight, what was it like leading up to that? What was the training like, and what were you like? I did a lot of sparring. Yeah. I did like I just thought that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Um but it, I wasn't I by the art to be 100% going into a fight, good luck. There's going to be bumps and bruises, something's going to be sore. For sure, yeah. I there's been maybe like four fights in my entire life where I've gone in with no no injuries. And that's that's pretty ridiculous yeah because yeah. i mean you're training at such like a high level of intensity yeah. there's definitely you're definitely going to get hurt yeah shit no, happens. yeah exactly and so you said you were 17 and that was the first time you went you had a, a cage a fight yeah. cage fight but that was i had many other between like the karate tournaments the hybrid fights on youtube there's a ton of my hybrid fights really a ton of them so it's going youtube and then type in terry dow d-o uh w and then symposium the actual channel oh right there actually keep going down the 57 second one that's me let's see it this is me from 2012 i'm in the black gig let's see it oh fuck (laughs) the kicks bro (laughs) And you can't hit on the ground. Yeah. Oh, dude, you... It... Get ready. Oh, night, night. And now, if you exit out of this... Night, night. <laughs> there's... If you click the channel... Uh. Uh, now, this is going to be the hard one, because I have to really find... Jesus Christ, man. I mean, I think I could... I, if with training, I could probably be able to dodge some punches, but the fucking kicks to the face. Oh, I'll, I kick a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck if there's, that. um, oh, this go up to that first row, actually. Is there like a playlist? If either that or hit that arrow Just and try to figure out. Look up. Yeah. Maybe playlist or to look at all the so, Oh, that one right there. The teen daytime. That first one. I'm probably in that one. And now, if you keep going down, the 39-second one, I break a kid's arm. Nice. I'm in a black and red gig. <laughs> okay. This is me. Yeah. Oh. That's me. Let's go. Oh. And if you turn it up, you can hear the kid's arm break. Oh, fuck. Oh my goodness. And he just 
he just stood up yeah. like he was okay, and his he's like his arms completely... fucking shattered. Yeah, I the arm came right out. Oh my goodness. There's another one from there where I do the same thing to a kid, but it's not the a minute and fifty second one. I think this is me. I'm pretty sure. Okay, so yeah, I you're mean, fucking savage. Yeah, this is the same day. Got him to the ground. And they also, for some reason here, they had a rule about chokes. Because he just tapped there. Yeah. But the choke I tapped him with, say, look. And I was like, okay. But I couldn't do that choke. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well. Oh, my God, you're just picking this kid up. So I just did the other grip. But you only have 10 seconds on the ground. Yeah. On in hybrid tournaments, so if I would get takedowns, I would kind of just get the points. So I would just hold them there. But see, like they're telling me the rules as I'm going. Okay. I was like, I'm like, what? what All the right. Fuck? And the kid was. It was weird. I don't know why this kid keeps on thinking bull rushing you is the best option. Yeah, so I'm just gonna keep taking him down, and then I get a position, I earn points. Every time he's like. I'm not even going for submission. I'm just holding him there. Every time he was yeah. just like, "Let me just run at you." You kept picking him up. Yeah. What did you think something like, else was gonna I can, happen? I can do this all day, and then they, then the referee says, I "Think after this one." I hit him, bang. Oh. I hit him, and he does the same oh. shit to me again. Oh. I kick him and oh. knee him in the body. Oh. And then I slam him on his head right here. Oh no. Oh, that did not feel good. And then I armbar him. And that's it. That kid wasn't ready. Yeah. I mean, no there's a couple. There's. I think the last one I did was from 2013 here. If you go back to another playlist, I think it's 2013 or 2014. No disrespect to this dude, but I just, I don't know. I don't understand why he kept thinking just going right at you was going to work. You kept picking him up. And like, he, him. yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean. What, um, so you I saw your Instagram picture looked like you were in a cage. Yep. That was, uh, that was the first MMA fight I've ever been in. Okay. Yeah. That was when I was 17. Jesus. Yeah. What, like, uh, I don't know. Is it a league or promotion? was running that that was combat zone combat zone yeah the run by calvin cater the one that my brothers grew up with okay but yeah yeah but i didn't realize that you were a fucking was, savage because those, those videos are very scary. i was like 14 or 15 you looked like Something, you were a yeah. 25 year old man yeah the 2012 one was when i first started doing it so and they were like all right if you want to do it we they would there's another one where i fight a kid there's no ring though. Yeah. That one's definitely on there. He had purple hair. I remember it specifically. And I fought with a tor- uh, torn groin and a broken hand. And we they just we are on a gymnasium floor in a high school with a mat, and I drop him four times. And then the his own corner just threw in the towel and said, "No, this kid d- doesn't belong here with him." And I won. No. It's a. Uh... It's ridiculous how these people are just like, I'm just going to keep on running at you, and you just throw them like they were two pounds. Yeah. Just grab them and chuck them. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get that 
dude's arm snapping sound out of it sounded like we literally were breaking a twig yeah i like arm arm bars that's one of my i like it yeah i can tell yeah yeah and usually when people when i throw people once you go into mount which that position where you're sitting on someone's chest yeah a lot of people start to panic and push off yeah because they're not thinking anything but get this guy off of me so when they push off their arms are already straight so you did half of my job for me i'll just spin out grab the arm oh yeah and now your arm's straight i don't even have to like fight to fight the grip to actually straighten it out so is that that's jiu-jitsu right yeah it's jiu-jitsu yeah i mean brazilian jiu-jitsu is probably the best because you really don't some of the best jiu-jitsu people ever don't even they look like someone that's going to fix your computer yeah and they'll just drop you to the ground they don't look very physically imposing i mean there's obviously there's some people that are like oh wow that guy's ears are rotting off his head (laughs) yeah and he's built like a pit bull (laughs) stay away from that guy and then there's a guy in a button-down shirt with glasses and he talks like this and then out of nowhere (laughs) He's on your back and he's strangling you. So you're like, eh, well, all right. All right, Greg. Greg just strangled Greg, some bodybuilder. Greg from Geek Squad came yeah. over and I was telling him he wasn't doing his fucking job right. <laughs> he put me in a choke. Greg just threw someone in an arm bar. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Doesn't matter how much you curl, you steroid. <laughs> you're not benching your way out of an arm bar. Uh, oh, shit. All right, so back to cage fighting how many fights have you had in the cage 13 13 and you said you the first one was at 17 um what's your what's your record 11 and 2 okay yeah so how many how many wins in a row did you have while fighting so it was like you said 11 and 2 yeah the because i started 3 and 0 then i lost yeah and then came back one then lost again and then I've avenged actually both. So it's nice. But there I've avenged the losses. Yeah. One of the things I was hearing is like, at least in just for the UFC, was like, usually when people lose like two in a row, they're done. Yeah. They, they, I mean, they don't usually come back, but. Losing sucks. Yeah. Like one of my losses is like 50 something seconds. I got caught in a guillotine. Didn't even see it coming. Yeah. I was just in a choke, thought I was fine went out that's it that, i just don't remember i was like oh okay i went to sleep oh my gosh you just woke up and you're sometimes like... shit happens and the other time the kid was on truckloads of steroids i went in with a torn acl i still fought him i mean that first round i stopped him twice but he said it was a nut shot and then i poked him in the eye and i was it was just a whole clusterfuck we also broke the cage jesus he picked me up and slammed me and there was a huge divot in the canvas. So they had to, like, get their team to, like, restitch it. it. And we were just in the corner being like. What's going to happen? Just the anticipation. The adrenaline of jump was get... terrible. I remember yeah. that just being like, I feel like I'm going to puke. <laughs> I've been fighting for, like, ten minutes. And some of this fight's really not going well because I have this gorilla just picking me up, slamming me. Picking me up, slamming me. I'm hitting him. But, like, I'm fighting on one leg. This kid's strong as an ox, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ. So someone help. <laughs> this is just, I am exhausted. 
how long are, how many rounds are there uh, in a fight usually? Non-title is three five-minute rounds. A title fight's five five-minute rounds. Okay. Have you ever gone the full? I've gone once. Once. Where yeah. you were just fucking exhausted at the end of that. It was an amateur, yeah. It was an amateur, and it was a draw. So it was just like, eh, great, because yeah. you don't know how to react. You're like, do I? You don't know how to act. Yeah. You didn't win. You didn't lose. And you're just yeah. like, well, okay. Have you ever KO'd anybody? I mean, you watched me kick someone. Oh, in the cage? Yeah. Yes. Um, nine out of my eleven wins are knockouts. Jesus. Yeah. Just dropping them. Yeah. Kicks or? Uh, actually, most of them are from kicks. Yeah. Fuck. Dude, the kicks are crazy. I don't. I don't know how people can even handle those. I like straight to the face. Yeah, or just a body oh. kick. To me, getting hit in the body, that's my favorite strike. One of the things that I feel like people don't understand when they're watching fights too is when people are like when fighters will like just like check you and like kick you in the legs like those fucking hurt. Oh, I. That's my favorite. Let's go ki- leg kick for leg kick. Yeah. I'll do that shit all <laughs> day long. Let's do it. Let's oh. have the proverbial pissing contest. No. Guarantee you'll back up. No. First. That's fucked. There's no way I'm leaving that middle if we're going to go kick for kick. So when you do that, though, right, if you're if you're kicking at a dude's leg and he starts backing up, are you able to kind of, like, understand, maybe anticipate what his next move is and then be able to – hit him with another shot or get him down to the ground because he's more yeah. afraid of like I mean, a you, kick coming. If you're fighting a really good kicker, mm-hmm. your whole game plan's changed because now you can get hit from places you're not used to getting hit. Yeah. Someone reaching you with your arm, okay, then out of nowhere they can kick. So they're using their hand, their legs all, honestly like feet. And if you're a really good kicker, there's some people that their kicks are quicker than their hands. Yeah. So and you can't take that chance. So people, you see a lot of people kind of hesitant to push the pace or anything, and that's what turns into clinch work. And they just take the kicker to the ground. They kind of go as soon as I see that hit pop, they just shoot. Yeah. If if it hits me, I tuck, suck it up, drive them into the cage, rip them to the ground. Yeah. So to stray away from fighting, I saw, um, you guys. You and Lizzie and Josie and another friend went up <laughs> camping, or where'd you guys we go? We went to Huttopia in Albany, New Hampshire, and I got bombed. <laughs> I saw, <laughs> I saw uh, you attempted to do a Wade Boggs challenge, but, but with like, rum, yeah, not beer. How'd that go? I, I don't remember anything after four thirty. There you go. In the afternoon that day. I remember being like, okay, I'm in trouble. Once it hit like 4.30, I have no idea what happened after that. What made you want to do that with rum? Because I'm a savage. I just Thanks. I like rum and coke, rum swizzler, all day. And rel- they said, let's do eight. Yeah. So we had all day. I got to six at like 12 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> No one was on and your not level. Like, and not like tiny things you get at a club or something. Yeah. They were full glasses, and s- some of these drinks were made by them. So they really, really spiked it. They Ronnie Coleman did. Yeah. Just doused it with rum and then a little spritz of Coke, and I was chugging it. <laughs> so I don't know what that equivalent is. I probably had the equivalent of like 13 rum and Cokes. What would you say, Josie? 
Yeah. I That's mean, it was fucked up. Have you ever attempted to do the actual weed bar challenge, though? Uh, yes. Uh, me and my brother, when we have wiffle ball tournaments yep. in the summer, we try to do it. So for those of you who don't know, it is attempt to drink two cases of beer, 30 packs, and eat a bucket of fried chicken in 24 hours. I don't know about the fried chicken. I think... Well, the fried chicken, we usually just get a shit ton of wings. Yeah. And do it that way. Uh, but it's really not that hard, especially if you have, like, a group of people. Like, one of the drunkest I've ever been prior to our vacation week was the first time me and my brother tried to do it at a wiffle ball tournament. And then we start... And it wasn't just Bud Lights. We started having, like, the Kaiju night shift like actual oh. beers so we were chugging like double triple ipa like you gotta stay on the same you gotta stay on the same beer yeah, that was where we went wrong if we just did i could drink easily that many bud lights especially if we're all day it was from like nine in the morning to about eight at night so you're playing you're actually doing something yeah and you're eating you can't you can't yeah. do that and be sitting down like in a room all day oh, you gotta I, you gotta move around yeah. And I can't always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> what was that Trevor go down again? What were you just showing? After trying to beat yeah, Bog's Charlie record Day. on an episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, he drank 107 beers. That's The actual awful. weight box. 100 beers equals 30 liters. To be able to drink 100 beers in a day, you would need to gulp down at least... 1.25 liters or two pints every hour with no sleep and many trips to the toilet in between. But yeah, apparently he drank 107 beers. That's and gotta played f- baseball. That's gonna fuck up like your stomach. Like professional baseball, not just like yeah, it was on. It was on like an overnight flight. I think the the legend is that he was on like a flight and he drank that many beers, and then ate. I mean, it's the same thing. Ate with, the chicken. I don't know. Well, that guy's made of something different, because if you look at him, he's not a big person. That's no. like Andre the Giant when he would drink. He was just probably a raging alcoholic, and there's nothing wrong with that because he was really good at baseball. Yeah, <laughs> he, fuck it. Yeah. All of them did. They did coke. They did everything. Oh yeah, there's a um, a pitcher. I forget what it was. There was a Netflix documentary on it about some dude that threw a no hitter on acid. Hell yeah. Like, I was like, holy shit. I mean, I'll never do that. But that's just fucked up. I'll drink a whole bunch. I'm not taking any drugs. I guess that makes me a bitch, but I don't care. I'm not doing anything that would make me hallucinate because God knows what I would see. We don't need you hallucinating because if we look like fucking demons in this room right now, we're all going to die. I'm swinging heavy. (laughs) I don't want to do that. (laughs) And knowing my luck, I would hit someone that, like, should never get hit in the face. Yeah. It would be like my I'd be tripping and my girlfriend would walk over and be like, Hi babe, are you okay? And then out of nowhere I'd see like Queen Ben Shearer from Power Rangers and then I would just I would throw an uppercut and it would just be over. And we never heard from Lizzie again. I would never do that. But that would be like my worst that's the worst case scenario. Alright, so it says on June 12th, 1970, Pirates pitcher Doc Ellis did something that by all rights should be completely impossible. He went and threw a no-hitter despite being high as a kite on LSD. Otherwise known as acid. That's fucked. He was probably trying to take out dragons with a fastball. 
I'm pretty sure what they said was like he didn't know he was pitching that day, so he he took it and like his wife was like, "What are you doing sitting on the couch right now?" And he's like, "I don't know, like I'm not pitching, like I'm just chilling. I'll get there a little late." And she's like, she's like, "Read the fucking paper. You're the starting pitcher today." And he was like, "Oh shit." That guy's a legend. If that's actually what happened, I'm pretty sure. Doc Ellis, get me a jersey. Cut to the chase fan, send me one. <laughs> Doc Ellis, Wade Boggs. Why aren't they a legendary character in the video games? Or do a Doc Ellis, Wade Boggs challenge. You have to take LSD and drink drink 100 (laughs) beers and eat chicken. And that is how you die. Yep. But I'm actually a pretty good drunk, though. I'm not an angry drunk at all. I would be scared if you were. I would be. I'm kind of glad. Because I also didn't drink until I was... Like, I could. Yeah. Like, I was very... Very disciplined with it. It was weird. Like, at how I was when, like, the friend group I had. I threw a lot of parties, but or went to parties, but I wasn't... I've never even smoked weed. That's a legitimately God's honest truth. I have never smoked weed. To each their own. <laughs> but then... As you cough, you're like, I'm fucking high Jesus right Christ, now. I'm high right now. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, then I just started drinking and the first drink I ever had was vodka Mm. and it was the worst and it wasn't like good vodka. I'm pretty sure it was like absolute or something, or it was the white girl killer Svetka that, that it was something really bad. The white girl killer. That's what, that's how they should brand their drinks. Oh, Svetka's killed way more white girls than Ted Bundy. Oh way God. more put that on his shirt right now we're, <laughs> we're setting more. up when we set up our merch for a cut to the chase svedka's killed way more white girls than ted bundy oh it's not even close <laughs> oh my God. i was at a party i was at a party and so this i had a like i said rocky friend group yeah i don't care no one's gonna google it but his name's brad he sucks so he would throw these parties and then I, he would always tell people, oh, my parents aren't going to be home, blah, 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 an hour into the party. And so his dad would come home. And you're like, what the fuck? You said no one's here. And so they'd be like, all right, let's just go to George's house. And I go, oh, that's fine. But I would be like, yeah, fuck it. My parents were home for a lot of the parties I threw. They just didn't come downstairs. Yeah. But the times that my parents weren't home, Jesus. So this is the Svetka story. My parents would go away for two weeks in the summer. So I'd have the house to myself for two weeks. It's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there was like that. My friend Brad would bring his friend group over and they just kept getting worse and worse. But of course, once one person invites somebody like a wildfire, it's going to spread. So I had a ton of people. I had no idea. I didn't know who they were. So this girl comes in with two giant things of Sveka. Everyone's playing beer pong and flip cup. So, but her idea was, let's play flip cup, but with Sveka. Fuck that girl, whoever that is. And so she did it. I'm not babysitting everybody. No. I left her for one hour. That group. One hour. In one hour... In this room in my house is called the den, which is where like I have like my Xbox, all my movies and like all the stuff. Yeah. There is a little tyke's chair. 
in that room with a little tyke's table and she's sitting on this tiny yellow chair vomiting vertical oh and it's God. hitting the wall and the ceiling above her head hitting the ceiling and coming back and hitting her in the face again like a fountain like in my ceilings i don't know like the, room, what is it the bellagio fountain or so whatever that is the fountain in uh Las like, Vegas is just in that room. It's like up, nine like feet. I think, old faithful. <laughs> I think this thing was like nine feet or something or oh. eight feet, but she's sitting in this little tykes chair, her head straight up to the ceiling, throwing up, hitting the ceiling, hitting her back in the face. And of course it's making her That's puke some more. good velocity. Yeah. And no one cared to tell me this until she'd been doing it for 10 minutes. So this is going on. Someone went, ah, let's see if she does it again. All right, she's probably not going to do that again. Ah, oh, shit, she keeps on doing this. Let's get George. Maybe she was getting her money's worth with the uh, Svedkas coming out and going so, back in, and you get two rounds of Svedka going on. I was just like, well, someone has to watch her now because this is bad. So I start kind of the party. I'm like, okay, everyone's going to go. This is bad. We just got to – we'll call it a night. Yeah. So it's her – that girl and her friend stayed, and then some of my – friend group is just like bro sciencing the shit out of it and they're like all right well all right we'll get you some throw up in the corona the corona case it's better and they're like okay great so then she's done puking we then go okay she probably has to sleep so we get a bucket and we're bringing her to the guest room of my of my upstairs yeah I go, do you guys have her? And they're like, yeah, she's only like 100 pounds. We got her. Second, they say that. Girl falls, hits her face. Oh. Snore, like, really bad out cold. Like, really bad. I think she's dead. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I, that was one of the first times I started to panic. Oh, no. Anyway, well. We kept, we kept the party going, so I don't think I was that panicked. Mm. The next day, she woke everyone else up like nothing happened. So that was kind of crazy. I also had a Vietnamese kid jump out my second story window because he was tripping on something. I went to knock on the door because I had to go to the bathroom. He thought I was mad at him, so he got scared, locked the door, jumped out the window. That's like uh, there's an old commercial for I think it was back there's they made like a video way back in the day when uh, they're trying to um, make pot illegal and it was called like reefer madness and it was basically saying if you're going to smoke pot you're going to dr- jump out the window. Yeah. That's exactly what that's And I like. had to lie to my parents. He was on that Vietnamese strain. <laughs> yeah, I lied to my parents because up my upstairs bathroom the shade that you sometimes gets jammed and it's weird. If you're standing up and trying to pull it down, it won't. But, like, if you sit down or on the toilet, for some reason, when you pull it, the thing just gently goes down. So I tried to say I had to poop really bad. And I didn't like the fact that you could see me sitting and people could look through the window and just see me sitting on the toilet. So I got really frantic because, like, I really had shit. So I pulled it really hard and the thing just fell. That's some bro science right there. But when his, his foot got caught, when he jumped out the window... And that messed what, up he the fucking window. dive out of it? He dove right out the fucking window. How he's not dead is also because there's stairs. He missed the stairs by like an inch and landed in a bush. His ass print was in the backyard forever. <laughs> That's fucked up.
And I uh, it's funny how when you mentioned that that chick, they dropped that girl and she just smashed her face. It's like I kind of have a story, not like that, but similar. Like um, last year, I was out in Boston with um, it was one of my friends' birthdays, and one of our friends got a little too drunk and he just blacked out and doesn't really remember much and he wanted to go home but we're like it's three in the morning and there's no trains to go home so and he wasn't listening so we're trying to like subdue him we're trying to get him down and he wasn't listening and like we're almost wrestling him all over the room and there's one of our other friends she was just passed out from drinking and we probably he probably threw me and himself into her on the couch like three or four times where I thought I was like, this girl's going to be broken. And she woke up the next morning and was like, what happened? I feel great. I'm like, how did you not you snap in half? Like two, like two people who are probably both like 175, have... 180 pounds, like were like were thrown into you and you just. Girl, I... Like I am saying, girls are just tougher. I, I don't care. I... I've seen some girls on the brink of death from drinking the very next morning completely fine there was a girl and another one of my oh they pick their shit up and they just walk out like it's nothing like they just they're good to go yeah no it's funny so my ex-girlfriend one of the first times i went out with her at a bar there was a bar fight and like like i said like i don't really know how to fight at all and um, just like, oh, well, no. So there's a bar fight right in front of them. And it was her and her friend. And I stood in front of them. And I like just I like got in front of them. And I went like this, put my arms out yep. and like back them up. And her friend was like, oh, my God, thanks. And like at the time, like my ex-girlfriend, like slammed my arm. And she's like, I can take care of myself. I was like, I don't know, because you're pretty drunk. And if one of those fists came flying and smacked you across the face, you'd be on the ground real quick. Like, yeah, one of my ex-girlfriends is a fighter as well. And wanted to like me and her are still actually pretty good friends and i was dating the girl that i dated before lizzie and they met each other and the one that's a fighter to the death um she tried but my ex again she's a moron so she was gonna fight the girl that all she she fights just like me yeah like every day and she doesn't know how to shut up. So when I was just like, I'm, we're gonna, we're just gonna leave because this is not gonna get better, and you're gonna get hurt. And she's just like, oh, way to have faith in your girlfriend. I'm just like, I'm trying to save you from getting hurt. Yeah. I'm not saying, like, you're, this is gonna be a normal cat fight where you guys grab each other's hair and roll around for a couple seconds. Oh, she's gonna break your fucking arm. She's or your gonna face. try to like, she's gonna punch you. She's gonna knee in the face. She's gonna kick your leg out. She'll probably just grab your hair and then strangle you. Like, yeah. it's not gonna be like your normal dumb high school fight where you see people leaning back and making weird, stupid kissy noises. And then someone breaks it up. Yeah. Cause I don't know if people fought and grotten, but from no, no, it's usually like, do you know who my dad is? <laughs> like, I'll see you. Yeah. Oh, oh shit. Do you like the, uh, I love Patriots it. picture. Like my room. Super Bowl 49 champs. Yep, I think good. my stepdad got that. He won that in like a raffle or something. I'm like that. That picture is probably worth at least like two hundred and fifty dollars, yeah. three hundred and fifty dollars. I mean, I have a uh, one for all six of the Super Bowls. Yeah. Do you have like the one with the tickets? Is that the one? 
I have like all like stuff so, like that where I get yeah. pictures, so you have like one action separately? shots from pictures, oh, okay. and I have six separate ones in my room. I've seen one where it's like all those Super Bowls, but it was like the tickets to yeah. each Super Bowl oh, that no, they I don't won. Have that. And I have one. just action shots. Like, I mean, at the time when that Super Bowl happened, I think it still might be, but I think the Patriots and Seahawks is the most viewed Super Bowl ever. My opinion, the best Super Bowl of all time is when they beat the Falcons. But the most viewed Super Bowl ever, I'm pretty sure, is the Legion of Boom versus the Patriots. Yep. Yep. A recorded 114.4 million viewers tuned into the game. That I mean, that game to me, I was like, this is the greatest thing ever because that was the first Super Bowl they won as, like... I, their first three Super Bowls, I was a little kid. I yeah. always loved football. I loved the Patriots. That was their first. That was their first of the three that they won. But when they when the Brady won his first Super Bowl, I was decade. five. Yeah. Or wait, five. Yeah, that's two thousand one. And then Super Bowl forty nine. Uh, sophomore, junior in high school. Yeah, I was a junior. No, I was. Yeah, I was a junior. Yeah, because that was 2014, 2015. Yeah, because I graduated in 2015. So yeah, yeah, I graduated 2016. Yep, 2015. And the great thing about Super Bowls, my birthday's uh, February 8th, and usually Super Bowls are right there. Right there, like always. Last year's Super Bowls kind of sucked. That was uh yeah that was the Chiefs and the uh, 49ers. I just like the 49ers are gonna blow because the head coach of the 49ers is Kyle Shanahan, and he was yeah. the offensive coordinator of the Falcons when they blew I mean, it. That- Super, I mean that Super Bowl is awesome. When Brady's last Super Bowl, even though it was thirteen to three, you were on the edge of your seat if you're a Rams or a Patriots fan because it was all defense. Oh my God! So listen to this, right? I so I studied sports management in college, and it was my junior year, and I had a sport marketing class. And you know what our assignment was? Our first big assignment in that class was to do a project on. All of the Super Bowl ads. So I had to write down what time the stoppage of play was, what quarter it was, and then I had to write down what um, company was producing the ad and then like if it had like what the theme was to the ad and how long it was. So I'm like watching the game and I was like, I mean, I still got it done, but I ended up going to my one of my friend's house and we watch the game with like a bunch of our friends but i'm sitting there with a laptop they're all drinking i'm like sipping a beer like trying to get the assignment done but i'm like what teacher does that it was awful and then i had to stay up until yeah. i was probably up until four o'clock five o'clock in the morning and it was an eight thirty in the morning class so i had to have that all done by eight thirty in the morning and i'm like are you kidding me it was Jesus, awful on super bowl sunday that's yeah. crazy throughout the whole game it was awful, and also it was a super close game. So I'm like sitting there sweating watching this game. It was a really good defensive oh, it was football awesome. game. I any time the Patriots win, I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm completely fine with it. But people are like, oh, that sucked. Well, if your teams aren't in it, I guess you can say that Super Bowl sucked. But our team's usually always in the Super Bowl, so <laughs> it's because we come from Mass, baby. That's yeah, because we actually know how to play football. So. Bill Belichick. Kansas shitty queefs are only up by three. I've never heard that before. How the hell are we only losing by three? Uh, I don't know. That's crazy. We're going to win the Super Bowl. 
If Brian Hoyer's doing this, can you imagine what Cam Newton would be doing with his weekend hair all over the place? His weekend hair. <laughs> How did he even get COVID, dude? I don't and know. And no He's... one else got COVID. I don't know. He probably paid a visit to a young lady that had COVID. <laughs> a respectable young lady. Yeah, a res- very respectable lady. Cam, do whatever you want. You're a New England Patriot quarterback. Cam's probably just slinging that dick around oh, New England. And you know it's it's solid because you can't be a Patriots <laughs> quarterback with that. Yeah, you know it's solid. I, you have to. If you're walking around with a hairdo uh, like that. How do you think the Pats are going to do this year? Uh, with Cam, I predicted 9-7 and seven with a wild card berth, but it should be 6-6. Six to six. But it's three to six, and Brian Hoyer's under center against the Chiefs. Yeah, we could probably be up fourteen to six right now if we had Cam. If we had Cam, we'd be up by a zillion, a A zillion zillion. beers, zillion beers. Fuck you, Patrick Mahomes. Hope you hear it, and your donkey face fiance. Post. Come at me, Kansas City fans. You're all fat. (laughs) Uh, Every single one of you. Andy Reid. What a guy. Andy Reid looks like he can tell you the best flavor of wings anywhere. <laughs> hey, just do an hour of you insulting Kansas City. <laughs> do you want me? I will. <laughs> I will. Let's be real here. Patrick Mahomes' kid, probably going to be super talented, but he's going to have a toe for a face. Like His voice is interesting. He sounds like Kermit the Frog. Yeah, I mean, Patrick Mahomes isn't a good-looking dude. Like, it's not like he's Brady. No. Brady's gorgeous. If he was a regular dude, he wouldn't be pulling Brittany Matthews. She's not bad. and I think she's like a fitness trainer or thinks she is. She probably tells people to eat kale salads and do a couple push-ups and you're going to look like her. Wrong. Gets paid hundred yeah. thousands of dollars. I mean, she doesn't even do have that. Eric Andre. Hell yeah. What are oh, you hell. Are, are you, you saying, saying Patrick Mahomes looks like Eric Andre? We shouldn't give him that big of a compliment. Do you like Eric Andre? I love Eric Andre. He's awesome. His new season's coming out October 25th. Ranch it up. Love it. I love Eric pull Andre. Up, pull up what he looks like in season five. He So he shaved his head and gained like 25 pounds or something. His Netflix special, he was kind of oh chunky. Oh, gosh. Look at him. Yeah, he's kind of chunky. Well, so I was I, – I like Eric Andre too, and his show's fucking – hilarious like it's awesome right and so i like listened to a lot of interviews with him and he said he doesn't know how long he can do the show for because people are starting to realize who he is when he's out in the streets so i I wouldn't be surprised if he like shaved his head and gained a bunch of weight so people wouldn't recognize they're doing that they're doing borat too yeah i saw that like and like the whole point of the movie is he has to get like costumes i would know sasha barico when i see him yeah he's one of my favorite people ever He's awesome. And he's a complete savage. You can't, like, that's, he's one of the ballsiest actors probably ever. Dude, I heard something super fucked up, like, when they were filming, doing something, whatever he was doing, because you know how he does, like, a bunch of shit, like, in costumes and stuff, right? They stumbled upon, like, a sex trafficking ring in Las Vegas, and he, like, told the fbi and they stopped it because he was filming and he didn't know what he stumbled upon and he was like holy shit this is like this some is real, real shit. shit yeah oh there's he got like those college kids like he didn't but like the college kids got booted from their 
college for how they were talking, like when those kids pick him up in the RV. Yeah. And then they show him the Pamela Anderson sex tape, and he's just like, "This is my love. This is Pamela." And yeah. then he's just like, "Yeah, that's her husband." That whole scene, and they were just saying like how they hate women and all they're good for, and I was just like, oh, "These they are didn't real know. people, and they have no idea." They have no idea, but I feel like they had to have signed something, right? Like they have to sign some sort of like disclosure that they know that it was gonna be on film. on camera. But like, yeah, because you can sue. Yeah, but, but they're they... probably like, "This is sweet. We're gonna be on a movie." Yeah, and they were just dumb frat bros, like that. That and jocks. I'm not. A, I've never been a fan of jocks. I've been. I've been an athlete most of my life. I can't stand most jocks well i feel like when you look at jocks it's more of the ego you know what i mean they suck they think they're just better than everybody in their room they think because they have that high ego that everything's gonna go their way but usually what it is is i want to say i'm gonna create the statistics but like 85 percent or 90 percent of like high school football stars if you don't end up making it into a good like a big and they college, go to like d3 colleges and you, you fizzle just, out you and they just in become like a labor worker they're yeah. like an electrician there or um like you peaked in high worker. school yeah you peaked in high school they still wear their class ring i caught 14 touchdowns that year i don't know why i, I, I that, actually but. didn't get a varsity jack like i couldn't do like the leatherman i didn't want to do it because i knew i was like one i wasn't that good at football but two i was like I don't want to, like, I'm not going to fit in this in three years, and I'm not going to wear it back when I go see, like, alumni. Like, I understand there's school pride to it, but I'm like, I just feel like such I a douche I have no school pride it. of Methuen High School. I have none. Methuen High sucks. It was funny. I was actually cleaning out my room, and I found my a football varsity pin. And I was like, oh, wow, this is where this went? Like, I, I literally got it, and I was like, cool. And I think I just, like, put it up on the wall somewhere. What does yeah. it say? A hundred. What are the odds of making six and the, a half high school, high school players, players to go to college? Six and a half percent. And then out of those players, it's one point six percent. Oh, geez. Three hundred and fifty are invited to the combine. A hundred and fifty NFL players reaching year four. So people from high school that have reached year four. Twenty fourteen NFL minimum salary though four hundred twenty thousand. But after income taxes, you're only getting about. A quarter of a million. Shit. I mean, there was... I don't really know. For Methuen High, I don't think we have really anyone from our football team because they love to go, like, 2-13. and 13. Yeah. They, like... they like. It's like someone bet them that they... Oh, you don't think we can suck? Watch this. <laughs> and that was my high school in football. And then they would think they're the shit because they were in division one yeah that's because you used to be good in the 80s and 90s that's what we were my high school i went to north middlesex and we were like in what division one or division two but that's because we were good in like the 80s and 90s and then we were just absolute garbage when i played we were like the worst team in the division it was awful like Bethune high sucks and then you have like they would throw us against like central catholic and they used to my high school used to be like, oh, hey, let's, um, like, this is our rivalry game. That means it's close. You've never, you've beat Central, like, four times in the past, like, 20 years. That's oh, not yeah. a rivalry. That's, uh, that's pretty much an execution. Our, just... our rivalry was Neshoba 
the show about high school. Drake it. it was Drake it and Lawrence. Like Lawrence, not the uh, not Whittier, but the actual high school for Lawrence, the Lancers. We always had a good game. Yeah. Every single time, we had a game that was probably decided by one touchdown. Oh no! Our our um... it was cra- like every time we played Lawrence, it was like it was actually fun to watch. Our rival was Neshoba High School, and they just kicked the shit out of us every time. I think one of the years they actually got to the state championship and played in Foxborough and Gillette. And well, I was like, Central does that all the time. I was like, cool. It's like Central, Xavier, and some other. Most of the time, too, it's like that was our last or game. It was our like Thanksgiving Day game. We would play them, and I felt bad for any of the seniors because it was like if they stayed healthy enough to play to that game, like you're probably gonna get hurt your last game because Neshoba would literally just slap us in the face yeah. with their dick. Yeah, well, Drake it, we would beat the hell out of Drake. It's the only football team I've ever seen worse than Methuen High School. Drake it doesn't know their ass from their elbow. They can't. They can't get out of their own way. Never mind. Just Mark Sanchez butt fumble. That's like a highlight. Good play for Drake. What are your thoughts on Tom Brady? The greatest living American. Uh, are you upset that he left? I mean, I'm bummed, but like, he'll go to the Super Bowl with the Bucks. Think so? I mean, he just had another twenty plus point comeback. Tom Brady's the greatest of all time. Yeah, he really is. He's my favorite athlete amongst any sport. Something about it makes me – I kind of want him – like, I love I, – I still watch, like, the uh, Bucks games, but sometimes I'm like, do something wrong. <laughs> I'll, I'll never wish bad on Tom. Tom Five Brady touchdowns, g- one interception. Yeah, Tom gave us the world. He has thrown, like, four pick sixes in the last six games. I saw that. I was like, that's not good. But when you throw five touchdowns and have 369 yards yeah. – I don't think it gives a f- – uh, no one cares if you throw a pick six. I, I just – it's Tom. Tom could do no wrong in my book. The teams he's playing right now aren't that great, I will say, but he is – he's cooking. I mean, he'll be in the Super Bowl. He'll be Patriots in boxing the Super Bowl. <laughs> Wishful thinking. Wishful I hope thinking. so. That 40-yard time, though, 5.2. 5.2. I easily – I think my 40 time is like 4-4. Four, four. You're that fast? Holy yeah. shit. 4-4, four, 4.5. Four, four and, and you break fucking arms and kick like people in the face. real fast. <laughs> um, All right, so next time I go into the city and I want to go to a bar, George yeah. is coming, so yeah. <laughs> we have a bodyguard for the, the bodyguard. night. <laughs> I mean, that's that was my me and my buddy who's now moved to Texas. That was pretty much our relationship. Have you ever thought of becoming like a bouncer anywhere? <sighs> I mean, the thoughts entered my brain, but I, I don't know. I'd feel real douchey. And then you just have, why like, you did the, you're the guy that kicks the people out of the club. I don't know, but I don't want to talk to like the cougars that are just like, Hey, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to be that guy. And then you have like the people at like Hampton, like Bernie's oh. that just wear super tight shirts. And then, Love it when like an eighteen to twenty one year old flirts with them. Like, well, they're like they're the wannabe Jersey Shore. Yeah, just people. get a life. Like yeah. you're, just, you're like you're a bouncer. You don't cure cancer. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> the, the Hampton vibe is such a weird I, like, weird time. I feel like if I was a bouncer, I'd just feel like a douche. I like I would do it, and then I'd be like, okay. Because also, I feel like if you're a bouncer, you probably should be single. 
Because if you're a bouncer, you're probably going to pull some girls. Pretty easily. Well, you're throwing dudes out of the club. You're, sh- you're showing off your masculinity. Yeah, I mean, and I have no... I'm in no rush to be single, so, ever. I, I'm good. All right, well, the game's back on, so we can... Um head out and try to finish off the game hopefully we can watch a good portion of it but uh thanks for coming on the show and hopefully if you get back to fighting with covid going on we can get you back on yeah, and we'll get a get... little analysis of how Hell, that went if you down. guys don't have a guess i'll i'll show up here every monday i don't give a shit we'll keep it in mind i'll just i'll i'll sit on the floor and then if i have something profound to say like Svecker kills more white girls than ted bundy i'll just that was one of the greatest lines i've ever heard in your life yeah we're putting I mean, it on a T-shirt. We'll give you like ten percent of the royalties when we get that going. Wow, ten percent, living lavish, huh? <laughs> oh man, what a, I. Yep. All right, George. Well, hey, thanks, thanks for coming Thank on, you. man. Thank you to everyone who listened to this week's episode. It was a great time talking to George. Make sure that you check out our Instagram page at Cut to the Chase Podcast for more content on the show. Also, leave us a review on the streaming service you listen to us on to show some support if you guys really enjoy the show. And until next time, we'll see you guys later.